on the seventh day of Christmas, the 90s gave, gave to me. me. Seven bombs a ticking, six teens a drinking, five hee hee hees, four free funzos, three Corvettes, two drinks of sherry, and Pete and Pete in a pear tree. Welcome to Namely 90s, the podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's frozen. me. <laughs> no. Uh, you can find us online at Namely90s.com or on, uh, gosh, Instagram and Blue Sky. It's at Namely 90s. And on Blue Sky, it's Namely90s.bsky.social. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash at Namely90s. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to Patreon.com uh, at Namely90s. Uh, sorry, Patreon.com slash namely 90s the 90s sign up for one of our support levels. Sorry, I did that really well last time and I just couldn't uh, couldn't make it come out right this time. You, you can try at namely 90s dot social slash Instagram slash Patreon. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to our fourth annual 12 Days of Christmas specials, episode seven. And we are joined yet again by another great guest from the Canon Essential Movies watch list. We have rested. Welcome back to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Happy holidays. And yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. Um, you, we've had you on before for the Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh <laughs> South Park episode. Was that the first year or maybe second year? I don't remember. So that um, was not the first year. Great no. episode. Though. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah. Love and talking about poo. It, <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's kind of how these Christmas episodes are. The, either they're a golden turd or a episode about a turd um, that sings and gives. I think I'm, I do think I am tiring of the uh, Christmas specials at this point. We've done so many. It's like, oh, this again. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Fair, fair. The holiday uh, spirit. Yes, yeah. the Christmas spirit. Is leaving Andrew. The problem yeah, you're is the first person to grow tired of the Christmas no, spirit. It's not the Christmas spirit. It's just they're, they're by design. They're not the best episodes of any of these shows. And so therefore it's now been going on 48 episodes of just garbage phoned in television. You know what I mean? I mean, there are a few bright spots here or there, but as a general rule, these are not the best episodes. Any of these shows have to offer. You, you sound like you're in the first steps <laughs> of your own Christmas special where you're yeah. starting to lose faith in, <laughs> yeah. in the spirit of the Later, season. Later, there's so. going to be a miracle. Uh, and then yeah. I'm going to believe in Santa Claus. Uh, jo- join us. That's 100% jo- what's going to happen. <laughs> join us for uh, our fifth annual uh, Christmas specials next year where Andrew has to go through the uh, Scrooge um, A Christmas Carol. Yeah, all the uh, uh, ghosts of Christmas past have to visit. Uh, yeah, it's a real thing. 
uh, and we'll just add make sure it's 12 ghosts of christmas i visit you um but yeah uh raf you host a show called the canon an essential movies watch list um from screen age wasteland uh, do you want to tell us about that i would love to uh the canon which is a show that uh you gents joined me on uh last month to talk about shawshank redemption uh it's you know what the what the title says we are going through a watch list of the most essential uh essential movies of all time uh you know trying to build out you know what should be the list of movies that any wannabe cinephile film fan um you know all the movies that they should check out in their lifetime uh in total there will be about 200 to 250 movies that end up being in that watch list in that official canon of essential movies um we've just gotten through our first 30 movies um so we're looking forward to to including more each week i'm joined by a, a new guest whether it be you know contributing writers to screen age wasteland or outside film fans or uh podcasters who i enjoy talking to like yeah, you lovely gentlemen um yeah so it's it's a good time we're available wherever you get your podcasts um co- come check us out the canon I guess Andrew doesn't qualify as a uh, film fan. I don't qualify as uh, no, I, I don't think so. I don't identify as one. Let's say um, you're not an emerging cinephile. No, I have a pro- I have a bad attention span. It causes problems. <laughs> it's true. I, I was thinking more about your hot takes because you you refuse to watch movies that people say are good listen i was proud of myself for the shawshank episode because i i did actually enjoy it and i actually had positive things to say now i'm back in my lane though which is just (laughs) trashing absolutely everything which is the easier way to go and less creative but it just represents how i really feel (laughs) (laughs) there you know i i totally respect it i i feel like i have always sort of occupied a similar lane i i really like calling things overrated um on another show that that i was a part of uh straight to dvd we would sort of you know focus on the hot takery and the the bashing of movies calling everything that other people love overrated but i feel like there's a bit too much of that on the internet and like Mm -hmm. in our culture today so the idea with the canon is to uh to usher in some more just positive conversation sure. into into the the discourse. And I think the structure of the show, you know, obviously lends itself to that. I mean, you still could get the odd person here or there who does that kind of thing. But I, for me, it's like when bad things are bad, they're bad, you know, but when good things are good, let's actually call them good. I, I don't know. But I think my, my standard for what I consider good is different than others. And that's maybe why I don't like things that other people like. <laughs> Art is subjective, right? Uh, I rest my case, true, Your Honor. True. <laughs> Time for cross. That's, that's the beauty of it. Well, I, and I mean, they're going back to through your episodes. There, there are, um, or on the the Screen Age Wasteland canon list, um, there are movies that even Andrew enjoys, uh, like uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, you talked about earlier this. Well, I guess it was all earlier this year, but um, let's see. Back to the Future. Andrew, yes or no? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like I won't watch it and rewatch it. Toy but Story, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that the other choice for us to watch? I kept trying to get him to watch it for Halloween. Um, yes, but, because it's a 90s movie. Exactly. Uh, Although I keep recognizing the guy who plays Buffalo Bill and other stuff. Which is weird because I don't recognize him in other stuff. Like for me, I first encountered that guy in the movie Evolution with uh, oh, right. David Duchovny and Sean William Scott. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, the woman. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, uh, uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Thank you. No, Jodie Foster. That was Julianne Moore. Uh, in, oh, in, in Evolution? In Evolution. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and sorry. also, and also sorry. Hannibal. And, oh, is she in that? I apologize. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. Well, so Jodie oh. Foster becomes Julianne Moore. And, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Just like uh, Zac Efron became uh, Matthew Perry. Yes, I think that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how it works in the silence yeah. uh, of the Lance universe. Uh, what a movie. Uh, Edward Norton. Oh, yeah. Such a good, uh, such a good movie such a good episode um you gotta check are we out. talking about 13 going on 30 still or whatever oh yes. 17 again that's 17 no, that again. was the uh that was the jennifer garner vehicle uh so this is this is such a, a random aside and we can totally cut this but i was at a halloween party and you know matthew perry died the like the weekend right before halloween mm-hmm. so you know going around asking people what they're dressed as and this woman goes i'm so-and-so from 13 going on 30 and my buddy looks at her and he says damn r.i.p matthew perry huh and she just has the most confused look on her face oh, she's like no. what the hell it's are you talking same about movie. Dude? uh and i was like yeah but you're you're thinking of 17, 17 again, again. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious yeah we generally uh, don't cut much out unless we spend like 20 minutes talking about current events and make ourselves look like a-holes which we did recently <laughs> and now i have to cut that out so. no you don't <laughs> It's not specific. Fair enough. I don't even. Okay. Uh, so we were on your episode talking about Shawshank. Uh, Andrew actually enjoyed the movie. Uh, yeah. Zero hot takes. One hot take. He had one hot take. Did I? I thought you. I thought you came. I thought you had one. Oh, I may have had one jokingly at the beginning, but. Uh, but yeah. But you'll have to listen to the episode to uh, yes. to do that. And um, nice. where, can, where can they find the canon rap? So I mean, that is a professional tease. If I've ever heard one, uh, you're I, Brandon. That, that was incredible. That's Brandon's I, nickname, the professional tease. <laughs> <laughs> that no, was my nickname, that was my nickname in high school. Um, yeah, yeah, and all throughout college, and all throughout <laughs> college. So the. Uh, you can find that episode of the canon with Andrew's hot takes, um, non-existent or existent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for you to listen and find out, but we're available wherever you get your podcasts. So we're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, Amazon play, Google play, all the, all that good stuff. <laughs> we're, we're not yet on YouTube, but that might be up and running, uh, within the new year. So, um, Very and, cool. uh, all right. Not, not to, throw any of your other reviewers under a bus but is there are there any movies on the canon list on screen age wasteland that you don't agree with Ooh, you know I, and we can I, cut i've had this. to no no we don't have i've it's come up on the on the show a few times um sometimes it's been cut other times it's left in but there are some movies on the canon that i wouldn't necessarily put in myself. Um, 
but because I have full editorial control of the podcast, mm-hmm. I just haven't picked those movies as, as ones to talk about. Um, you know, there, there might come a day where, where we do, and I, and I have to fake, you know, 90 minutes about why American history X is great or, or something like that. Not saying I don't like the movie. I'm just throwing it out there as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't, you know, for the most part, I think they got, they got it right. I wasn't part of the voting process. Um, and there are some movies that I would remove, but I think on the flip side of that, there are more so some glaring omissions that I would mm-hmm. certainly include in the canon. And it might be, it might be in the works where, where some of those movies do end up getting added. Excellent. Excellent. But it will make for a great comment bait post when you post the top, you know, whatever. And then everyone chimes in with how much of an idiot you are because you missed movie X, Y, or Z. I'm seeing a lot yeah. of those posts lately. Uh, but hey, you're going to use that for traffic. That's because you only use <laughs> Facebook. That's correct. <laughs> Where uh, the old people remain. And uh, I'm old. Any and press is good press. Right? True. Clicks are clicks. Um, and uh, do you know what the lineup is for next year or uh, your next few episodes? So I sort of do. Um, we I, we break it down by season. Um, so we're in a bit of a break right now. We'll be coming back in the next couple of weeks, early in the new year. And I do have 20 or so movies lined up for season three that I am very much so looking forward to all, all movies that I very much so enjoy, um, you know, currently looking for, for, for guests for, for different episodes and stuff. So, you know, there's going to be, there are going to be more movies, more great conversation, still no hot takes, still no, bashing um mm. or saying things are underrated um or overrated rather uh, unless we have andrew back on the show <laughs> <laughs> no i can control myself yeah, I, I to mean, be fair like a hot take is more of like trashing it to get a reaction in a way like mm. I, I mean i guess bashing would be would be fair mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh no i i i'll be nice and uh, just to reiterate that that is that is a great thing about the podcast is uh, the the positive angle and to to <clears throat> celebrate what's good about the films and um, it's not and I mean we were on the episode it, it's it's uh, not that you're omitting any flaws there's sometimes hard to find any flaws but um, if there's something that doesn't completely jive it's not like you're going to admit it it's you're just not like shining a yeah well it doesn't overpower like all the other positive things right Mm -hmm. um i think it'd be Mm -hmm. fun to next time do another thing that i've never seen before because i think that's a kind of fun and unique perspective and it's also fun for me to get to watch something i've never seen that's actually good (laughs) it's 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 always a gamble though true i've had a few people on where you know it's their first time seeing the movie um so then you fall into the trap of like, well, what happens if they hate it? <laughs> I think for me, I'm one of those people that the idea of most movies is exhausting to me. Like it's the worst being my wife trying to pick out a movie to watch at night. Cause I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if I have the energy for that. And then I'm mm-hmm. the person who's like glued to the screen and then she passes out or something. So not just, I'm just saying like, I, I tend to enjoy a movie if it is good. It's just the idea of getting it started sometimes is a bit daunting to me. This is a man that enjoys gremlins too. Yeah, only because they had to watch it. If I saw Gremlins 2 in the on-demand, no way in hell. Fair. 
Fair. There's nothing wrong with enjoying Gremlins too. You know? I'm just saying, Gremlin, the original Gremlins is better. It's original TMNT is better than uh, Secret. Right, of the but Years. I like Gremlins too because of the comedy factor, and some of it wasn't exactly. even intentional. Where know? I'm saying the original was more serious and and dark nighty, not dark nighty, but you know what I mean. That was a Nolan uh, film, right? Oh my no. god, I'm gonna be a part of those people that ask for the Snyder cut of everything, aren't I? Yep, shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> And no, I do not want the Snyder cut of anything. Um, <laughs> the, the director's cut of Gremlins 2. The director's cut, yes. Give us the original director of Gremlins and uh, their take on Gremlins 2. By the way, Let's start that. Let's start that internet <laughs> sensation right now. Let's be the guys who, who start demanding the Gremlins 2 director's cut. And uh, let's see if we can gain momentum. And, you know, maybe two, three years down, down the line, we'll, we'll be looking back like, damn. There really is now a director's cut of Gremlins too. Uh, so, um, wh- what would that be? Uh, hashtag Snyder uh, Gremlins two Snyderverse or uh, oh, what, hashtag release the Gremlins cut. Release hashtag release the Gremlins cut. We're, we're workshopping. Okay, we'll figure it out. I I like it. I'm gonna maybe put that maybe on the- it is Snyder Snyder's <laughs> cut Gremlins two. We have options. We definitely have options. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you think this is going to be a throwaway joke, but it's going to come back. <laughs> um, all I right. can't wait. Uh, speaking of. Mm, nope. I'm going to rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> we, okay. we, we brought you on to, to watch some uh, 90s. TV Christmas or holiday episodes. Um, this one was Martin, uh, season three, episode 13, go tell it on the Martin. Um, I did, did you suggest Martin or did I have it on the list? I don't remember. You had it on the list. And to be fair, to be frank, I, I picked Martin because I figured you guys needed someone who had a bit, you know, bit of the cultural connection to Martin instead of, I don't know, just having some like white guy yeah. come on to talk about Martin. I think with three, you guys. three white dudes like talking <laughs> about Martin would have been, I mean, t- to be fair though, I was typing Martin into, uh, was it, was it HBO Mac or on Max? Uh, I yes. typed in Martin and I legitimately did not know if I was getting Martin short or Steve Martin. And then I, <laughs> and I was surprised to see that it was Martin Lawrence. I had no inkling of which Martin or who this was. I, I really didn't. Okay. Well, yeah, that's like, uh, that's like really white. Yeah. Yeah. To not, so thank to you not for saying Martin us. Is, I truly did Martin not. Is, is Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because, uh, Martin was a, uh, or is an American television sitcom that aired for five seasons on Fox. <laughs> Uh, from 92 to 97 and it starred Martin Lawrence uh, and is he's the namesake for the show at least I knew it was Martin Lawrence well I was between the ages of four and seven when this aired so I mean to my in my defense I'll give a little bit of it to that true but uh, according to Wikipedia Martin has frequently been regarded as one of the most influential and pivotal sitcoms of all time I'll reserve comment <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is the only episode of Martin that you guys have seen. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I might've seen an episode back in the day, but I, it's not something that I've, I, I know much about other than 
it felt very familiar, but I also feel like it's because just Martin Lawrence is in a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and, and he like has a a particular shtick. And so it felt familiar, but I can't remember if I actually watched this show ever, or this was the first time. Um, uh, you're familiar with the show, right? Familiar with the show. I can't say I've ever watched it like all the way through, but definitely, you know, like growing up, it was a show that was always like around or like my older sisters would be watching it or something. And I would like, or flipping through, you know, TV, um, I would see it on and, and catch a a bit of an episode. Um, but it is, I think it part, part of the reason why you think it's familiar is because it's just like such a very, it's a very basic, like sitcom layout or Mm -hmm. sitcom like structure, especially for a nineties sitcom, you know, young 20 something year olds living in the city and they hang out in the apartment and like tell jokes to each other. That's (laughs) like every sitcom of the nineties. And this is just another one of those shows. Sure. Plus plus in the later seasons, he has like a sitcom that he works on or not a sitcom, a talk show that he works on. So yeah, that's where I take a little exception to the comments, most influential and pivotal because that wasn't, groundbreaking you know what i mean i think uh, fair i i mean i think it's one of the shows that helped put fox on the map that's true yeah i mean they were a very young network at the time did this start when fox started well, in 1992 yeah. yeah 92 so it must have been pretty early on yeah. Um, yeah and also like in the 90s martin lawrence was like the man like he was he was yeah, a hot commodity Be- yeah yeah, between his like stand-up specials and this show, like Martin Lawrence was a was a really big deal. So, if anything, um, like the influence is probably from that. Also, like your your main actor doing like multiple like side characters mm-hmm. was kind of un, an unheard of thing. Um, it was essentially like like this was like pre like Eddie Murphy doing Nutty Professor mm-hmm. or Mike Myers doing like his Austin Powers stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of you know, it could be that a lot of those things have influences or are influenced by what Martin Lawrence was doing um, in the show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, weird to like try to talk about this, like a sitcom like Martin in like an academic sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he did, he did have uh, a lot of other like characters, um, especially earlier in the, the seasons. Um uh, we start the episode with Dragonfly Jones, who uh, is a expert in air quotes martial artist, um, and apparently he has a the running gag of always getting beaten up by um, the one of his students, so that he pays whatever bills that he's not paying. Um, there's uh, Shanae Jenkins, uh, an exaggerated parody of a stereotypical, uh, sorry, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, stereotypical quote unquote ghetto girl. Um, but, uh, I've seen, I've seen photos of that one. That's, uh, she little, she's well endowed, uh, for being Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Uh, got it okay got it. he does he does a uh a mama character that's kind of reminiscent <laughs> of um was he martin lawrence that was big mama's house right yeah that was him um kind of great movie kinda, I, I liked the first one i don't think i watched the second one though um 
yeah, he, he has he has a, a big list of characters that are like stereotypical, but didn't always have a good um, like the nineties was a point where everything was being like satirized, I guess. Um, True. And uh, I see King beef, which is a uh, black exploitation uh, actor. Um, so I, they, they would show, um, yeah, it's Lawrence in a huge bodysuit. Very. Oh yeah. You can't, it's the nineties. There's gotta be a fat suit. You know, that's, that's classic 90s sitcom territory. But I, I, I noticed um, his girlfriend in the show or fiance in the show is uh, her name's Gina, Gina, but is played by Tisha Campbell, who I recognize most from uh, what was the show? My, my wife and kids. No, no one. Yeah. We watched yeah, that show. The- yeah. I remember that show. It was an ABC show. The Wayne's brother, the, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That one we did uh, watch. Damon. Damon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, probably the was, least funny of the of the Wayne's brothers. <laughs> True. <laughs> that, that goes to goes to my uh, um, to to qualify my sense of humor then because I think I remember liking that show. <laughs> uh, well, I just I remember him in was it Oops. Major Pain that was the um, yeah he was Major Pain yeah um so yeah I yeah I guess not a lot of Martin watching can I uh, well we're not to the episode yet are we no whatever wherever you want to go I just want to state that the uh, Dragonfly Jones sequence at the beginning of the episode lasted for over four minutes. It was it was a little long. Over four was, minutes. I couldn't tell if it was like they didn't have anything to fill the episode with. So they're like, let's do a long. Uh, I, I think there was that. Scene. But I think this is another example where and we talked about this earlier. I'm not sure when, but um, with these holiday episodes, like a lot of times these holiday episodes are my first foray into a particular program. Mm. And it's just not fair to the program because these mm-hmm. episodes are never the best example of the show. So for me, like if I had to make a determination about whether I would watch this show based on this episode, the answer would be no, but that's, that's hard because these are never the good episodes, you know? Yeah. It's certainly not the funniest episode of Martin and it doesn't have a lot of the, sort of classic sort of character moments or like not, not really tropes, but like callback jokes that they Mm -hmm. make. So like the big thing with, with Martin is um, he has like this really, he has, he has beef with Pam um, Mm -hmm. and him and Pam are always getting into it. And they kind of do in this episode, um, but not to the point where you like get like that. It's funny. And that that's their ongoing sort of relationship. Um, so I could understand like why watching this episode, you wouldn't be like, ah, I need to see every episode of Martin right. now. Um, <laughs> well, and these holiday episodes also have a lot of momentum because they're really trying to drive that, that Christmas theme home in that point. And there's, it's very formulaic. And so I feel like they just, they're just rushing to get there and you just, the show just isn't right. You know? Mm-hmm. But I also you- think with the, sorry, with the, uh, go ahead what is it? Dra- Dragon Jones or Dragonfly, Dragonfly Jones? Jones? Yeah. Dragonfly Jones. I think with that bit, that is sort of indicative of how a lot of these side characters sort of 
play out. Like, it's not really that they don't have like enough script for the entire show. Like, Martin Which, Lawrence is a very physical, like outrageous sort of comedian and comedic actor. So it's really just an opportunity for him to like showcase all of these different characters that he's created. Right? It's not mm-hmm. like a it's not like a variety show like SNL or Key and Peele or like In Living Color where you get to write little sketches for all of these characters. And like, that's the whole basis for the show. Mm. Like he was essentially doing that within his sitcom. Um, so that's why it's like, okay, here's just four minutes of Martin Lawrence as Dragonfly Jones that has no connection to the rest of the story whatsoever. One thing I didn't, yeah. one thing I noticed was like, is he, did he put on weight? And then like when the episode kicked in back to normal, like uh. he was, like skinny as ever and i i'm thinking there must have been some sort of like extra padding added under the uh the what do you call it? i forget all of a sudden what you call the um gee gee thank you yeah um so was that like a like a mild fat suit moment or what was that do you guys notice that yeah well i think all the characters have to be physically distinct or else you just end up thinking why is Martin Lawrence dressing or Martin Payne is his character in the show? Uh, why is he dressing up as a, um, a martial artist with a Fu Manchu and a crazy eye? It, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your take on that character? Uh, I mean, it was the nineties. So, uh, obviously slightly offensive. Um, the, yeah. I agree. Uh, the, the Fu Manchu, like, was interesting um but i uh, i did i did like the moment where uh he gets thrown across the room and ends up behind the piano and then plays a little bit of the piano and then comes back out on and tries to fight um the other guy again uh it was just like it it's like you said it it was him trying to showcase his characters. Um, and, uh, like I get that. And, uh, I think it kind of, it kind of leads to like the structure of, of like mid nineties shows where with the opening gags like that, with, um, unrelated to the rest of the story, like, I don't know if Seinfeld came to mind where like mm-hmm. Seinfeld starts with um Jerry in the first few seasons he does like a stand up bit for for the first like 3 to 5 minutes of the episode then it gets to the episode um I guess comedians just like showcasing their their stuff at the top of top of an episode hmm interesting maybe I mean I, I this preceded Seinfeld so maybe that I think it preceded Seinfeld 92. I think Seinfeld the problem, was before the problem with Seinfeld these, started in like 89 or something. Oh, I think wow. the problem with cold opens is like they have to be funny mm-hmm. and 89, you're right. it's hard to make them funny and related. I think always in a reliable way. So maybe that's, that's why they do this. Both the cold open and the main story take place around Christmas. So yes, that there is you true. go. That's, that's your through line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're thematically connected through the uh, the spirit of the holiday. It, it was the same Christmas tree if you looked closely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the main part of the episode, uh, Martin has uh, by this point in season three, he has his talk show on um, his talk show. What was it called? Uh, I wrote it down somewhere. Um, no, nope, I don't see it. it. <laughs> 
anyway, he has a talk show uh, that he's on, um, and he uh, is given a oh word on the street was his talk show and um they gave him a christmas special to do and which is i think i don't know if it's a cheat but i think it's kind of a clever way to fit in a like hey we're just going to do a variety show music or a variety show christmas episode within structured within a sitcom um which lets you have your cake and eat it too um but uh what was going with that they start out at martin's apartment um martin shows off this uh beautiful tennis bracelet he's gonna give his girlfriend gina uh gina and pam come out of the back room having wrapped their presents trying to get um and asking the boys what they got them um and uh is it cole comes in pj saying he got robbed so that's why he doesn't want to go down to to watch the the taping was it a taping or was it a live performance it was a live performance of the show um and that like that's like the whole setup for the episode um and uh yeah that carries them all the way into the christmas special um and they there was a kwanzaa spotlight uh which right. then devolved into like this couple arguing about uh him getting home late last night and um <laughs> i i thought that was pretty good gina gina is like helping him introduce things but she's like super robotic on the screen um and uh then they had a uh dancing segment um featuring uh tony cox um who i recognize from bad santa um and legend yeah who doesn't love tony cox tony cox is great um but i feel like everyone does everyone know him best from from bad santa he's he's been on a lot of things i he's in a lot of things i don't think i actually recognize him as anybody famous but i didn't see that movie either so Fair. i think most people who <laughs> who are familiar with the show Martin would mm. probably recognize him from Friday. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, that's a cheeky way of me saying black people. No, um, I know. Cause I, <laughs> trust me. I, uh, it's, I, I get you. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so we, we'd like to talk about, or at least I like to talk about on sitcoms. There's like in the writer's room when they come to an impasse and they're not sure where to go, there is a hat with ideas in it and that hat contains a monkey and little people and other various things. But I feel like that's always the mark of a sort of uh, sitcom that's trying too hard or they've hit some writer's block. And that's kind of what it felt like to me in this situation. Again, I don't know. That's just this, this all just felt very, and maybe this is the point of the show, but it just felt like they just threw a bunch of shit together to see what would work. It was like the shotgun approach. I forgot it was in Friday. Uh, (laughs) sorry uh yeah it's the well like i said because they could use that that framing of uh, being a variety show or a like a holiday christmas show it's to me it's it's that xerox effect (laughs) as you're like you know as you continually to continue to xerox copy something yeah uh so 
it becomes more think the Christmassy. 90s, the nineties were just like it was a different time for TV, right? True. Everything oh, yeah. wasn't serialized. It was just, hey, do you want to hang out with Martin Lawrence and like watch him be funny for thirty minutes on your TV? Mm-hmm. Well. We're going to do that week to week. And sometimes, you know, we won't really know where we're going. So we're just going to have things happen and we'll allow him to be funny around them. And that's like the whole, there's no like larger idea or concept behind the show besides let's just let this one, you know, person who we all find very entertaining to be entertaining on screen and other things will happen around them. And we don't really know what those other things will be. Sometimes it will be, you know, little people dancing. Other times it will be, you know, racist, uh, uh, you know, Kung Fu masters, but either way, Martin Lawrence is there. And isn't that cool? I think I made the comment earlier that I must just not be in a very good mood today because like my joke detector is not working. And I said this in the last episode, I believe, but I watched two, let's say very different types of shows today. I watched this (laughs) Martin and that 70s show. And, uh, I didn't laugh at either one of them once. <laughs> I don't know if I, what's going on. Um, but just, I, maybe this is nineties comedy. It's just not, I'm not feeling it uh, this week. You're not on the Christmas spirit. Apparently You're not on the 90s spirit. No. You're not on the, you know, comedic spirit. No, which is weird, but cause I always kind of, I actually like Martin Lawrence. I think he's funny and stuff, but so weird. We're teeing up next year's Christmas specials where Andrew's haunted by the ghosts <laughs> of uh, Christmas humor <laughs> yeah. and uh, Christmas nineties. <laughs> and yes, nineties um, spirit. Uh, speaking of random things, uh, baby and Cece winnings. Uh, they're a gospel music duo, brother and sister duo uh, come out and sing a few songs. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with them. I enjoyed uh, that part. Actually, that's probably my favorite part of the episode. They sang great. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I looked them up though. Apparently they were popular from like the mid eighties to early nineties. Um, and they won several awards, including three Grammys. So, wow. uh, and that was before they, um, came to, to sing on Martin Payne's, uh, talk show uh and then while they're singing their first song a mad santa comes in uh a disgruntled man strapped with dynamite uh walks in starts to take over the show um his wife left him he lost his job and uh they eventually nickname him brother claus um and uh played by hawthorne james who uh, is a character actor that's been in like tons of things that I've seen, uh, including ER, uh, charm, like episodes of ER, episodes of charmed, uh, Frasier, fresh Frasier, prince. He was even yeah. like background in speed and seven. Uh, and I was, yeah. cause I kept, I was like, I was looking at him like, oh, I, I, where do I recognize him from? And, uh, none of the things I looked up, I don't recognize him from those. I've things. watched ER front to back. Like, more times than I can count, and I do not. It was season ten, though, which was real shaky. Mm. So I don't know. Um, and then he forces uh, the singers to sing Noel as he's conducting, <laughs> like a madman. With mad dynamite. <laughs> was it? Was it? Did he I have think he had a stick of hand? dynamite. Yeah, I may have watched a low quality rip of this one. <laughs> 
uh, like I did with that 70s show, but at least I wasn't zoomed in. Um, I could see the whole thing. Uh, so Cole, who's still at home, uh, was it Cole or Tommy that was at home? Cole, Cole. was at home. Cole. Uh, he, he calls all their, uh, like, on, in, on air in a hostage situation um, and asks if he could drink the rest of the orange juice. I thought that was a good. Did you see the shitty tripod that the uh, phone was on? It was no. like. It looked like the tripod from like you use for like some scaffolding or something adjacent to it. Uh, it was like painted blue. It was kind of funny. Um, let's see. Uh, tr- Martin tries to get him a job with. Uh, I assume that was his producer. That lady that came out of nowhere. Like, does- I think she run. Yeah, I think she's like the producer or the daughter of the woman who like runs the station. Okay. And, uh, she was like, um, if you sign us over the movie rights for this, we'll pay you for your first interview. Uh, and then kept like adding more things when he kept getting more disgruntled. Um, and then, uh, they, they tasked Cole with finding, uh, brother Claus's wife, um, who they named sister Claus. <laughs> Naturally. And, uh, who is the uh, waitress from what's happening. Uh, Cause I, I was like, she has to be someone because everyone cheered when she came on, on set. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but I have no idea anyone from the seventies other than that 70s show, because that was, I, I love that show because we watched, like married with children last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And some guy walks on the stage and the crowd goes wild. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> who is that person? Who is this? <laughs> That's my favorite thing that. about old shows, you know? Yeah. Because I thought they were just happy that they found sister Claus, right? I thought everyone was happy oh, that the, no, that that the was, narrative was coming to a conclusion. <laughs> that was the piped in audience. Not the, not the audience at the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It was the uh, yeah. like the actual studio audience watching the the sitcom, and they were like, "We it gets very we confusing." Love, There's we two love this act, this actor. Yeah, yeah. So meta, so meta. Um, so we learned the bombs are fake, uh, and then uh, Martin gets pissed off that they were uh, fake. He takes the grenade, pulls the pin out, and throws the pin away. And then the, the guy's like, "No, no, that's actually a live grenade." Um, after he reconciles with his wife. Um, by the way, it's still, this is all still a felony, regardless of whether or not the, the bombs were real. Fair. Eh. <laughs> yeah. It's Christmas. It's it's Christmas televised. Time. Like there's evidence. Uh, yeah, also, it's Christmas time. True. Yeah. Christmas time. Uh, now this isn't the first episode that we've seen a Santa take people hostage. What was the other episode? Uh, it was. Um, well, uh, I think there were multiple. Um, it was one where he brings a gun because they won't give him a job at like the clothing store. Oh, that was a Moesha episode. It was Moesha. Yeah. Um, but there's also didn't didn't they do that for Saved by the Bell, too? Or no, they ran over the the homeless man. Oh, okay. no. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, it seems it seems to be a recurring trope where um, uh, a disgruntled Santa will get fired. On well, I mean, bad was no. Santa is Whereas, armed and dangerous. 
No, it's the one with, uh, it's the movie in the eighties with, um, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and, um, Dan Aykroyd and they switch places at Christmas. It's, but, it's literally called trading places. There it is. <laughs> I used to watch that one a lot. Um, I was waiting for you to say they they, they trade they places. They trade places. <laughs> What's the name of that movie? What's the name of the movie? <laughs> uh, but I think we could add this to our. Can we add this to our Christmas trope list, uh, Andrew? The yeah, disgruntled uh, the Sa- Santa Claus Santa who's armed and dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they end. They put the pin back in the grenade. They sing "Go Go Tell It on the Mountain." which this this episode is named after go tell it on the martin and uh that's how the story is resolved um clearly andrew is upset that santa got off scot-free uh yeah i think uh, at least in the moesha episode like they alluded to him going to jail but then like they somehow got him out of it didn't they like smuggle him past the the yeah so they committed a crime as well yeah. Held at gun I think point. the cops show up at the end of this episode. Oh, as they're singing, "Go tell it on the mountain." Well, it's, uh, the cops or maybe are there. It's before the cops the co- are there, but the cops are outside. They... Yeah, um, and they, uh, I, they refer to themselves as the five zero. Um, they do, which I, I thought was funny. Um, and then that's when, uh, Cole and sister Claus come in, but yeah, so they are outside that he may not get away with it, okay, but for the yeah. time being, everyone's singing, go tell on the mountain. It's like a reservoir dog situation. We just don't know what happens at the end. Exactly. Like, I mean, people are going to have PTSD from this. Like it's going to, it's a real, it's a, it's a thing, you know, it's not benign. Um, Guess what? A live grenade. Let's <laughs> not forget that. But Martin's on, Is it on Christmas pin. day. Is it? Or is it like Christmas Eve? I think it's Christmas. It must be Christmas Eve. Or just around Christmas time. I don't know if they specified what day it was. Hmm. It's the general holiday spirit. Yeah. Here's another thing that Uh happens. Uh So the the first couple that comes out to talk about Kwanzaa. Yes. They they mentioned Umoja, which is the first Kwanzaa, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, themes or whatever mm-hmm. and that's always the first day of kwanzaa which is the day after christmas so depending on when this is, is it whether it's christmas day christmas eve a few days before christmas it really wouldn't make sense for them to go on and just talk about that first day of kwanzaa um unless it was the 26th but then why would you be doing a christmas special yeah the day, on after. The day after christmas <laughs> so really the whole timeline makes no sense whatsoever unless oh boy it was a BBC show because <laughs> they have Boxing Day specials. Maybe it was in, maybe it was a can- Canadian Broadcasting Network. Um, no, I'm perhaps it. maybe I'm it's pulling. a Christopher Nolan movie where all time is happening at the same time and never or something. I just want to hear uh, Martin yell, "Where is she?" Um, uh, as Dragonfly Jones. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> uh, and then the tag for the episode, uh, he finally gives uh, Gina her bracelet, and um, then she's about to give him a gift, but instead of going to the bedroom, wink, wink. they do it under the tree. 
and then it the falls tree over. falls over on them. Biohazard? Probably it was a '90s tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just flammable. Is it probably dried out by then? It's the day after Christmas, you know. True. Well, and hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There's a really bad joke to be made, but you know what? It's Christmas time, so <laughs> it's after Christmas. Oh, this something about just, uh, I, I could go a couple of places. I mean, something about the wood Santa coming Claus. down, falling down. I don't know. So, there, yeah, Santa there, there, there are a few different places we can take it, but let's give everyone the gift of not making any of those jokes. <laughs> oh, that's what I normally do. Darn it! And if you wanted to send your joke to us, tag us on uh, Blue Sky or Instagram at namely nineties or X. <laughs> If that's still around. <laughs> yeah, <mind>. right. <laughs> uh, final thoughts on the episode? Boy. Um, right. Let's we let our guests go first. <laughs> <laughs> final thoughts on the episode. Or more thoughts. You know, it it, it is what it is. I, I think it's it, it does its job. It's an episode of Martin that happens around Christmas time. And all of those things happen. Like I said before, there's not a, a lot more to the show besides, hey, we think Martin Lawrence is an entertaining guy, so let's spend 25 or so minutes with him being funny. This time it'll happen to be around Christmas time. It certainly does happen around Christmas time. Therefore, the episode does its job. Like if we're if we're looking for a lot more out of this episode of of television, then you know, we might be looking in the wrong places. But it's also hard to to watch just this episode without, you know, at least having like background knowledge of the show as a whole and like sort of what it does and and its place within '90s culture and and history and and all that stuff. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a, a fun way to spend, you know, twenty five or so minutes um, watching Martin laugh and you know seeing people sing and dance and stuff. Like that's that's cool. I'm I'm here for that. And, Brandon, oh, uh, <laughs> you go first. I went. I went first last time, or second last time. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said. I mean, we do that to our guests a lot. Uh, sometimes they'll have not have the background on the show, and we make them watch <sighs> it. And then um, Andrew's like, "No, the pretender is like this guy that goes around and he solves crimes and stuff. Um, he writes wrongs. Let's say. So, but, sorry, uh, he writes wrongs." Uh, so yes, I probably would have appreciated it more had I had had a better background on the show, which is why after or after two minutes of the dragonfly thing uh, in the intro, I paused and then read up the Wikipedia article on Martin, so I could kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Um, you know, it like I said, doing the framework around it, it being like a Christmas variety show. Man, I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing how much Raph has grown since he was here last time because uh, he's he's putting the positive spins on everything, and I I just want to be positive about the episode. Um, but yet you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean there, <clears throat> I get it. It's say uh, what you want to say. Let's put it this way: it, you, when when it, when you do like science, for example, you never base your findings on a sample size of one. Yes. However, if I had to base my my opinion on this one episode, 
I didn't like it, but it's also not really for me. So that's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's, just, that's, that's all I'm, that's, that's what I would say about this. Uh, I mean, I liked, I, Oh, sorry. Right. I've watched a lot of, we're going to be, you have watched 48 episodes of nineties Christmas television at the end of this, this year special. Mm-hmm. And this is probably in my bottom five. Ooh. I just didn't like it. Sorry. That's um, racist. <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? I, you know, I, I, that is, that's not uh, the, the reason why, but, but certainly, I mean, the point remains that like, these jokes aren't really written for me and that's okay. Yeah. Like they don't have to be. I, uh, I picked this episode just so I could at one point in this episode say <laughs> that's racist to, to one of you guys. You, and you've been waiting, you've been waiting so, yeah, so been very patiently patient. to use it. Um, but it's also I, a sample size of one again. This is not the best. This is not the best episode to make a, a final determination on. No, I mean the I. There's a lot of the tropes that we don't like. We don't like reseeing trope because, again, you just, like you said, we have seen 48 episodes. Uh, We're fatigued by a little bit end yeah. of this season, um, but the singing was the best singing out of yeah. any because uh, that's another trope to oh, end yeah. on a song. <laughs> Bursting um, into song randomly uh, in a holiday uh, special. Yeah, absolutely. By far best singing so far. And uh, the fact that they got th- three half songs in, uh, that was impressive. Um, I do I do like Martin's main character, Martin Payne, a little bit more than Dragonfly Jones. Uh, but the slapstick, like I said, I laughed at some points. Um, uh, once, I, once I got over the Fu Man... Sorry. Once I got over the Fu Manchu, uh, I, I was into it. And um, yeah, the, the the story was a little weak, but so are all the other Christmas stories. Um, and uh, the, especially the, the bomb being fake. That's the other thing that they try to get away with in these shows. Uh, bomb being fake. It's a fake gun. I just had a, a, a finger in my pocket. Still considered um, a crime, by the way. That's still considered armed robbery if you just put your finger in your pocket and uh, allude to having a gun. Fair. It's good uh, to know. Yeah. <laughs> I should know. No. Uh, <laughs> I like to walk up to people in dark alleys with my finger in my coat saying, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's just my but it's just I my hope, finger does not work to, as I defense hope it's in just the US legal system. It was just my finger. That's, yeah, and in a variety that of what, different cases that doesn't work. That was work. what was wiggling in the darkness in my trench coat. Um <laughs> and that's it for this holiday edition of Amy Nineties. Thank you again to Rafstit of the Canon and Essential Movies watch list for coming on. Uh can you let us know are you recovered yet, Raf? Can you let us know where you're where people can find you? Yeah, I mean, there's something about a good finger joke that'll get me every time. <laughs> um, th- thank you guys for for having uh, me on. This was this was an absolute blast. Um, I love talking talking Christmas time stuff uh, with you guys and, and '90s stuff. You know, I think the show is great. I think what you guys do with all these Christmas specials is is a ton of fun. Even though it's causing Andrew to lose some of his uh, Christmas <laughs> spirit, '90s spirit, and humor spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, it's it's always a blast. In terms of the canon, again, you can find us wherever you listen to to podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Play, all that good stuff. Um, you can also check us out at ScreenAgeWasteland.com. Um, there's you know all of the episodes of the podcast live there, as well as full 
written out articles for different movies in the canon, as well as a ton of other, um, you know, movie reviews, movie lists, suggestions, uh, quizzes, and just like a cool message board of people who really love and care about movies and want to talk about movies and like a fun sort of uh, fun and like, no, there's like no pressure, you know, you can just go and, and chat movies with, with cool people. So um, come hang with us. It's a ton of fun. We we'd love to, to see some, some of y'all over there. Yeah. Um, and again, that's screenagewasteland.com and uh, you should check it out. And as always, you can find us uh, on Instagram and YouTube, Blue Sky at Naming 90s with 90s and tell us how your holidays are going. And if you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Naming 90s, also with 90s. Finally, you can contact us through our website, Naming 90s.com, but unlike Screenage Wasteland, uh, you can't actually reach us on our website. Uh, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, Finger Guns, Release the Gremlins Cut, uh, Deezer, Tune and I Heart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Brandon, and that's Andrew, and thank you one final time to Raph from The Canon. And we'll catch you for tomorrow. Nope. We'll catch you tomorrow for day eight of these Gall Ram Christmas specials. <laughs>